people. You're listening to Radio 8 Ball. Andras Jones is the host. I'm Calvin Johnson. Fairly inconsequential. <laughs> That's great. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Get us a shake. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and this is the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. And in this season of our podcast, season three, The Appening, we are engaging the pop oracle via the Radio 8 Ball app, an app that is currently available for free to iPhone users. I started building the Radio 8 Ball app about 10 years ago, and at the time it seemed like a pretty simple proposition, you know, uh, an app filled with songs recorded over the history of the show that users can ask a question to and then shake it and get a randomly chosen song as their answer. It seemed like a pretty basic idea, but here I am, 10 years, three developers later, plus more of mine and other people's money than I am uh, comfortable saying. It's finally here. It's arrived. And uh, apps aren't such a big deal anymore. Nobody's buying music through anything. So we're in the middle of a global pandemic. And so what was a sort of sacred folly that didn't make a lot of business sense at the time, but seemed maybe a little bit visionary is now, well, (laughs) now it's a, a pretty fun game that you can get and use and I think it's a pretty powerful tool and we're going to engage it through our musical divinations this season and I hope you enjoy that and the best way to enjoy it is to download the app and uh, and play with it yourself and get in the flow of our synchronicities or actually take it off all on your own and you know get off our flow I guess at any rate uh, this week's episode of Season 3, The Appening, in which we're engaging the Pop Oracle via the Radio 8 Ball app, was recorded on March 29th, 2020, with our guest, Frozif, whose song Deep Breath was the answer to Morty Coyle's question on last week's episode. As I've been assembling and providing contextual material for this episode, I really can't help but marvel at the scope and the depth of what we are revealing in these sessions. Seriously, please do yourself a favor and stick around to the very end. I've been particularly stuck on the concept of breath, specifically as it relates to the concept of conspiracy. Some call it a theory conspiracy, but it's really more of a concept. Conspiracy comes from the Latin root I would say conspire, but it's actually pronounced and it means to breathe together, or one might say to breathe in sync. Now, do some people choose to breathe in sync? Well, in this episode, from opposite sides of the nation, during a global pandemic, the artist formerly known as Frozef and I share breath which is to say that we conspired. There is no theory about it. You may have a theory as to why we conspired or what the effects of our conspiracy was, but I am here to tell you that we did it. And this podcast is the proof. So just to do a little recap, our season began in early February with R. Walt Vincent asking if he was being paranoid about the novel coronavirus he'd been reading about. And I'm pretty sure that we were one of the only podcasts covering the coronavirus in early February, so maybe we should be paying attention to synchronicity. 
At any rate, this prophetic question from R. Walt Vincent was followed by a very third-eye-staring-into-the-void question from Chris Sandman Sand that got an answer from Harry Nilsson via Chris Price, which led us to Morty Coyle, whose name is bathed in death and poetry and Shakespeare, and you can wonder to what degree these players in this game were knowing participants in our conspiracy or simply accidental accomplices. I invite you to consider your own culpability. In fact, when the time comes, I'm going to invite you to join me in this conspiracy, at which point the choice will be up to you. And before I leave you to our previous endeavors, I just want to get kind of serious for a second and be clear that the chief goal of any Radio 8 Ball conspiracy is to rigorously enforce the randomness of our readings. As you may intuit from the following content, this work is deep and at least in the case of this show, has spanned a good chunk of our next guest's life. Which makes the randomly chosen Pop Oracle Song of the Day for March 29, 2020, the day we recorded this, the perfect way to set the mood. It's a song called Baby Houdini by Chris and Mansand, again, and this time he was recorded live at Obsidian in Olympia, Washington, at the last live Radio 8 Ball show we did before moving fully into this whole podcast format. And yes, that is the same Obsidian as in the song Absolutely No Sense of Humor, and the story in the song happened the night this was recorded. And to be honest, I'm only just realizing that as I'm writing this now. Special bear, fun bear, super bear, sun bear, cuddle bear, puddle bear, sleepy bear, woggle bear, goo bear, poo bear, knock knock, who's there? Glow worm, sweetie bee, cooper pie, boo bear, fuzzle bottom, fuzz top, giggle bunny, gumdrop, little itty bitty tiny baby boo boo buttercup, crumbles, nutkin, little baby pumpkin, snuggle muffin, little mama rosebud dumpling, she's baby. Reached right up inside, pride her loose, my mama huffed like a hot caboose, and daddy wrung his hands and prayed while the ghost old Hank Williams played. I saw the light, I saw the light, no more darkness, no more night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. She Season 3, The Appening, on March 29th, 2020, with our guest, Frozef, whose song Deep Breath was the answer to Morty Coyle's question from our last episode, and now he's joining us here to share his interpretation and ask his own question and tell us how he has shuffled off his own Frozef skin to become, who are we talking to right now? The man formerly known as Frozef. My name is Joe, Joe Kuyaba, and yeah, Frozef isn't as much of a thing anymore for me, but I now make music under the name Breakaway, and I'm here living in Brooklyn, New York at this point, um, more or less trapped in New York during this right now, it's kind of wild. Yeah, what's it, uh, before we get into talking about the musical divination here, just give us a little bit of a report from... Uh pandemic yeah. in Brooklyn? Well, I've been, let's see, this is maybe day uh, 15, 16, 17, I don't even remember, it's all 
blurred together of not even leaving. So it's hard to, you know, I'm not really seeing how it looks out there, but the general feeling in the air is pretty, pretty wild um, and scary. Uh, it's, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What did I just read a report that 50% of all the cases of coronavirus are in New York State? Like, whoa, okay, that's pretty uh, scary and just like, I don't know, overwhelming. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, um, I'm just trying to not leave and ration my food and do my thing as best I can, um, connect with everybody. And it's been okay so far. You know, I still feel really fortunate to feel healthy and, uh, I don't, I don't even know what else to say about it. But yeah, being in New York is wild. I'm, I'm a small town Minnesota person, you know, that's where I come from. And so <laughs> to be here is quite a, <laughs> like, I, I feel a little, a little out of my element. I've only been living in New York for around two years now. So um, anyway, yeah, so it's, it is pretty wild here. <laughs> when you say you've been doing your own thing, what is doing your own thing? Uh, amount yeah good point uh what is my thing what am i doing i mean i make a lot of music and i make a lot of artwork as well and so there's a lot of that going on um a little less than i thought it would during this i mean because you know things are kind of like <laughs> you're like i mean the shock of it still the kind of the, the grief of it all is still like like with you know within us so it's hard to you know i'm trying not to be like i need to be productive and do all do my thing like really act like all the time and really like uh prolifically <laughs> like i'm trying not to be too hard on myself about just kind of like yeah maybe my own thing right now is taking more naps and you know drinking a lot of water and you know eating really really good food or whatever like that's been more the focus than know what I'm used to really doing um but yeah it's a good mixture of both of those things and um yeah and I'm not working at this point so we're just kind of like waiting around to see how this continues to unfold um and yeah it's been a lot of like I guess yeah that it, it does feel fortunate you know I feel like I've got a lot lots of friends to be able to call and connect with uh online and just generally like just on the phone so that's been a lot of my days I just spent like you know uh, reconnecting with lots of uh, friends and, and family and stuff like that and so yeah that's more or less what my thing has been at this point did you get a chance to listen to Morty Coyle's uh, musical divination that came up with your song as the answer I did yeah I uh-huh yeah Totally. It was incredible. Uh, Because this question was, how will this experience affect our children in the future? Yeah. And, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I don't know. Should I start talking about my interpretation of of Oh, yes, please, please, please do. Cool. Yeah, it was was so funny to, I mean, to get this, uh, to be reached out to by you, you know, after all these years, because, you know, that song, Deep Breath, um, when me and Chris Sand came out to Seattle, we were on like a little, little tour. Well, we were actually on our way out to Orchid Island, Washington. I was going to record, and it, well, I, yeah, I recorded and produced one of his albums. Um, and when we went there uh, to Seattle, you know, I uh, play well. Yeah, I had just come out with this album, Deep Breath, and. That's, yeah, that's the name of the album, too. So it was kind of like the title track. And Deep Breath, like I just said, I'm from this, uh, you know, small town in Minnesota. Well, 30,000 people. I guess I don't know if that's small or not. But yeah, uh, Winona, Minnesota is where I come from. And that song, Deep Breath, is all about that town. And the it's funny because, you know, how, how does this experience of coronavirus affect, how will it affect our children in the future, that question? 
it, it was funny because, you know, I mean, I wrote that song when I was a teenager. And, um, and you, you, you all both kind of commented on how, you know, the song has this very childlike, you know, sentiment to it. And, and it does. I mean, I, I was. I was a kid when I wrote it, too. And it, it has this very, it's very fast, super, like, just rattling off all these lyrics, blah, 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 all these things to, you know. I kind of, I came up in, like, a, in, like, a, uh, like, a punk scene in Winona, this little town that had this pretty thriving uh, punk scene. And so it was like, it, and it blew my mind, you know, I'm like, a, whatever, I'm like a 15 year old kid and I'm going, starting to go to punk shows and seeing all this like, you know, like all this energy and all this kind of like, and these like kind of like radical politics and just introduced to all these new ideas and they have zines on the table and they're they got, you know, food not bombs, get feeding the show and all that kind of, you know, it blew my mind as a, as a kid. And so to like, to, uh, as far, as far as like a lot of that song, you know, that the, the chorus of it is there's nothing to do in this godforsaken town, which is, it's satirical. It's kind of like, cause I'm saying like, there's this to do, there's this to do, there's all these things. Like we're doing like food not bombs. We're doing really, really free market. We're, we're going to go to the thing, we're going to dance on the table, we're going to do all the stuff, like, it's got this whole, like, really energetic vibe to it that, like, you know, because here we were in this, what what maybe some other kids felt was this totally boring place, but, you know, if you're in, like, a, if you're in a small town punk scene, it's kind of, like, up to you to really kind of create that fun and to cre- and create your own, like, fulfilling reality. You know, and not really like wait for anybody else to do that for you. you just, so we would just do it, you know, and, we, and, and it was a blast. And I so nostalgic for that for that time, you know. And um, so just that 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 childlike kind of like um, yeah, almost that mischievous, mischievousness. You know, we're gonna kind of like we're gonna climb on the rooftop, or we're gonna like you know dumpster dive the whatever, and we're gonna what you know do critical mass bike ride or I don't know that was the kind of stuff we were doing back then so it was like yeah we're gonna do all these things and it's gonna be so and it's incredible and it's funny that people are bored here because it's it's such a beautiful cool place and we it's up to us to make to make this fulfilling and so you know yeah so it was it was so funny that that was this question specifically in regards to, to like how is this gonna affect our kids because then you know it makes me think like even now, like here I am, you know, I'm in the first half of my 30s at this point, and I wrote that song, whatever, 15 some years ago, a teenager still, and you know, it makes me think like, yeah, like the kids are the, like that's who we should always be looking to for generally every, I mean, for a well, for a lot of things, the kids are the ones that are the most intuitive and imaginative, and they're just smart. They like. They know what's up, and they kind of just whatever tell it like it is in this in this way that I, I know I've gotten less and less like that as I become older. It seems like <laughs> I don't feel as as um, poignant or something at, at this point. But uh, anyway, so yeah, I don't know something about that. Like looking to the kids, and they're, they're going to be able to figure this out, and like especially within this pandemic. I mean, it's like the kids are the ones I'm seeing out there still, you know, still it's like whatever, some teenagers or, you know, or 20 kids in their twenties, like are the ones doing, uh, you know, food distros and passing out the zines and, and, uh, you know, um, the ones that are kind of like leading the, the, the demonstration or, or, or whatever. And, so, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of, you know, faith and, and love for the, for the youth, you know. I don't know if I qualify anymore as the youth, but you know, I want to always, t- you know, tend that or, you know, to support that, to be, to be around, you know, help them however, however we can. Anyway, so just like, the kids are going to be able to figure this out, like, 
they're gonna have to. And I mean, we've we've always we've always had to. Like when we were kids, we had to figure out all kinds of stuff. We had all kinds of obstacles that we then overcame. That you know, maybe it would have been harder for the 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 boring adult to overcome or something. But I don't know. So I'm kind of talking in a circle, but something about that, just like, all right, let's let's yeah, let's refer to the kids. And I'm just kind of curious, did you, was there any particular, I, I think of mistakes, some people will say like, oh, why, why do you leave the mistakes in on Radio 8 Ball? But because I think that the mistakes can be more revealing sometimes than, uh, than having things go the way that you intend them to. And so yeah. did you make, find any interesting synchronicity in the fact that for all this time until this came up, I've been listing that song as Breathe, and then we just, you know, it's been corrected now, and it's it's, it's Deep Breath, and I don't know how I made that mistake. I feel like I must so have funny. just written it down on the day we recorded it, and then that got entered in, but I'm, and just how that, yeah. just the idea of breathing relates to this situation we're in, which is facing a situation where it's a respiratory illness and thinking right. so much about the things that are in the air and how we share the air. Totally. Yeah, definitely. I thought of how, 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 and the mistake with it being called breathe is, yeah, I mean, that's, that is very, a very relevant word here to breathe. It's like, okay, yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of took it as less about, um, well, yeah, I mean, this is a respiratory thing. That is wild. Like, that, that this kind of, these words are what's coming up for that. I thought of it more as, like, deep, well, in the terms of, well, breathe or deep breath. It's like, like, hoof, like, okay, uh, let's, like, rem like, you know, censor ourselves a little bit and really, you know, feel, feel grounded. And, uh, I mean, that song, Deep Breath, as I... I'm saying it's like you know, rattling off all these lyrics really fast. I mean, the song is two minutes long. There's like a million lyrics to it, and it's like that was kind of a satirical. When I'm, I remember naming it that, being like, "Well, this is funny because it's like you barely even your breath in the song." <laughs> and now it feels kind of like that energy of like there's like such panic right now that it, it, it's almost got a similar. I mean, not that that song is necessarily panic, but it kind of is. It kind of has a similar like ah oh, like. I'm not really breathe. I'm forgetting to, to like breathe and to take a deep breath. Like, ah, like it's all piling up and it's all kind of this insurmountable, like wild thing that, um, you know, so I, there's, there's such, it's so funny that to be hearing this 12 years later, you know, like, I mean, I, it's not a song I think about very often anymore. And even though yeah, it was the title of your record, the title of the album was also called Deep Breath. That was the title yeah. track of the of the album Deep Breath. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so yeah, that the breathing I mean, and now it's I mean, just personally for me, it's been really important to remember to breathe. Just straight up. Uh, yeah, I'll just get all all flustered and panicked and like oh, oh god. And then like, okay, whoa, like take a like just you you need to like stay grounded somehow and like breathing is a huge way to do that and so but then again yeah then it's like here we are with coronavirus it's this respiratory thing it's really super scary and um so it's like as long as i can really take these deep breaths in a, in a health you know healthy way like and I, I feel so grateful for these for these deep healthy breaths for now i mean who knows maybe in a few days i'll be totally sick and I, these deep breaths will be very painful or, or whatever and I'll you know it, it's so unpredictable and so hard to say but yeah the, the way the, I mean I guess like the mistake that it was called breathe on the playlist is I mean there's, there's it's kind of similar it's kind of like if it's a command like here you breathe it's like hey you take a deep breath it's kind of a similar thing um, one one definitely feels, at least in the way that we're talking about it now, something about the deep breath feels more gentle, whereas breathe feels more 
Uh, yeah, like I said, like a command. You know, this made uh, me think. We we should get uh, into your question, but I was thinking before we do that, just uh, would you would you share one big deep breath with me and whoever is listening and wants uh, to do this? Because the way you're talking about it, it's like you're describing this delicious meal and it's right in front of us. <laughs> so why don't we just do it? I love that. Okay, great. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, all right, here we go. Three or something? Yeah, you count us in. All right, one, two, three. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oof. Good head of air. It does. It does feel like you can feel it. Ah. For real. Well, uh, well, now you you now uh, you have the the Radio Eight Ball app downloaded that includes uh, your songs that are in it, of course. And do you have a question for the Pop Oracle? Yeah, I do. I do for sure. Um, the question is a little long for the for the how, what I can type in. So, but so I'll summarize. Why don't you give us the pre- give us the preamble and then cool. tell it and then tell us what it is. Uh, totally. Concise. And so earlier when you were asking about like the, the climate of, of of New York, I'm here in Brooklyn. Um, one thing I didn't mention and, and that I'm thinking of now is that, you know, um, there's a lot of, and this is going on everywhere. It's in, incredibly, you know, and a lot of people are talking about how exciting, not exciting, I mean, this is obviously a, a completely nightmare of a situation. But then a lot of people are trying to, you know, sort of look at the silver lining. All right, what on the other side of this, you know, hopefully we're going to become more compassionate people. We're going to, you know, um, understand how to really care for each other better and, and, and that sort of thing. And even here in, in Brooklyn and, and a lot, a lot of places, I mean, there's tons of like mutual aid projects come popping up, like just so many. It's like, incredible it's like completely you know like um so and that's definitely here in brooklyn as well there's all these all these amazing groups and threads and stuff i'm i'm on and checking out and people are really stepping up to help each other you know more than like relying on you know whatever (laughs) well certainly the president or all that (laughs) it's like not relying on them instead of like we need to be relying on each other so it's like so my question relates to that. It's almost like, you know, um, well, what I wrote down here was, was, was this. It says, since, quote, business as usual is what made our society so unprepared for this pandemic, how do we sustain and defend our mutual aid efforts indefinitely to ensure that we'll never go back to, quote, normal? So that's my question. Yeah, and how does that get? And then how does that show up? Read us what what's how you wrote that in the app. So in the app, I'll, I'll have it say, "How do we sustain and defend our mutual aid efforts indefinitely?" How do we sustain and defend our mutual aid efforts indefinitely? Yep. Excellent. And now to engage the pop oracle. Yeah. So give I give it a shake. Shake this thing. Okay. There we go. Shook it. That's so sweet little feature you got there. Uh, my answer is Tour Song by Dream Date. Oh! oh. Okay, let's listen to that and then, uh... <laughs> Open roads and tour bands showed extraordinary things And don't forget the boys to separate the girls that sing and try to catch his eye or steal a smile Cause there's nothing but mountains for a while Forgetting about what's back home and not giving a muck Cause when I get back home I'm moving out and we're breaking up Cause now that I have seen and had all this How could I be excited for one kiss? And I was waiting there for you for quite some time 
And that was Dream Date with Tour Song, which they recorded on Radio 8 Ball on December 21st, 2007, on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And uh, I'll play that reading at the end of this session. And that was the answer to Joe's question. Uh, Please repeat the question for us so that we can get it exact. Um, The question was... uh, And actually, do the... Since people can look at the abbreviated one, read the full question. Sure, sure. Okay, so the question was, since, quote, business as usual is what made our society so unprepared for this pandemic... How do we sustain and defend our mutual aid efforts indefinitely to ensure we'll never go back to, quote, normal? Oh, boy. And that answer, I mean, so I have I have immediate reactions to this song and the answer, but I want to I want to let you go first. Oh, I thought, well, uh, I feel like hearing yours. I don't know. Maybe that's not how you ever do it. Do you ever go first? No, no, that's okay. Well, okay. Uh, okay so yeah, yeah, yeah. This, uh, I'm happy to join. So first of all, um, thank you, Pop Oracle, for finally picking a female artist. <laughs> I've been just oh. like one. Bo- it's just been man, 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 all men. These first ones, first few, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, thank goodness for that. Um, and and so that's that's great. And I love Dream Date. We've had them on the show many times. They're the great songwriters and singers. And that song is about sort of is about having a living in a, uh, a living a normal life or like a, a maybe a small or a more confined life, and then going out on tour, going out, joining the circus, going out and having adventures, and then coming back and being like, I yeah, I can't go back to what I you know they say and you know. At the I'm coming home and we're breaking up, and the the line the line that really jumped out to me was now that I've, now that I have seen and had all this, how could I be excited for just one kiss? And it's this idea of once I have once we have a sense of what we can accomplish if we work together. Why would I go? Why would we want to go back? Especially when we're working together, but so confined and missing each other. Why would we go back to choosing to be confined and isolated when this is done? Right. That. So there's something about that, about realizing through this crisis like it says, also it says we're stranded one more night in this hotel, but overall the trip is going well. And something about that made me hopeful. Like, yeah, we're stranded in this motel for a while, but this, I guess the hope would be that this crisis, this trial is actually like a fever when you're sick. It's the beginning of the healing because that's the body responding to the illness and kicking into gear. So that's what I got out of it. Oh, totally. Love that. Yeah, definitely. Right. Why would we go back? It's like, that <laughs> is such a good question. I mean, I, the first thing that came to my mind with it was like, okay, so here's a song. Um, it's like about tour, you know, like right off the bat, as soon as it was like, okay, we need to really take this thing seriously. I was seeing on, on social media and all this stuff, like tours are canceled. Musicians are not playing shows. There's no like, so there's this, the, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, you know, I've already not played some shows that I was planning on playing and, you know, I'm not about to go on a tour. I'm missing that. I, it was funny that that was what the first thing, you know, it's like, okay, this is about tours. Like, all right, well, that's the thing that's definitely on hold here as, as well. And because I love touring. It's like, one of my, I mean, that's how I first met you was on the tour, you know? And um, so uh, mourning, I'm, I'm at this point right now, I'm mourning tour. Let me, maybe I'll tour again, but. Anyway, uh, I don't know. The other thing about, like, there was some line about, I never thought, I never thought I knew you that well. And and then it was like, but but this tour is still good or something, but still, like, it was, and I think it's interesting, like, um, one of, like, it made, that made me think of, like, the, you know, we could, we, a lot of us don't know each other very well. And maybe this is going to be what helps us get to know each other. 
and you know, even even though we are uh, apart, you know, and this whole like we are alone to, together, there's like even even when I'm hearing about some of the stuff that's going on with like there's there's a lot of uh, momentum right now in regards to like rent strikes or like rent freezes and like mortgage freezes and that that sort of thing. And I remember I was listening to some podcast about some organizers doing rent strike in um, Washington. And they were saying that, you know, well, this was before the pandemic where you could meet up with your neighbors, but it was like they were organizing with their with their fellow, you know, building mates that they didn't really know at all. Um, but it was like, hey, like, how can we uh, – well, they were talking about an instance where, um, you know, the, the landlord was trying to raise their rent like 70% or something in this gentrified neighborhood and all this stuff. and. They were like, no, we, we've been here for a long time. We don't want that to happen. We like, Then they're all talking to each other in this building. They didn't know each other before that. And now they're all kind of like getting to know each other as humans, not just as like, you know, um, accessories to some like political agenda, but like, hey, what are your material needs? Like, how can they get met? Like, are you if, if rent was to go up 70% or whatever they're, they were facing then, would could you handle that? And of course everyone was like, no, like, you know, and then they all just became friends. And now that that same building, for example, it's one, one of many, many, many examples, like are now, you know, going to do this rent strike and see when they're going to, you know, and, and the thing about it is that they, they won, they won the thing where they, no, they couldn't do, they couldn't raise the rent 70%. They, they made it so that it was only 10%. And anyway, it's just, it was an inspiring story to hear, this person talk about how like I didn't know anybody in this building until we started organizing and and actually like you know understanding what our material needs are and our you know and our physical and the emotional and spiritual needs are as well and how how can we kind of be there for each other um so you know that I thought I thought I didn't know you well you know but it's still a good tour like there's something about that resonated when I heard those lyrics was like okay yeah I don't really, you know, know, even right now, I'm in a building, there's a bunch of us here, you know, we, this is, could totally be the catalyst to us knowing each other and, you know, exercising uh, an amount of agency that we didn't even know we had, or, or, you know, like, that's the, that's what's so sad is I feel like a lot of people don't really realize how much power they actually do have. And, and, and now, since things are in such, like sharp focus about like what our need, you know, even just like what our material needs are. It's like now we're going to be able to, you know, um, like not only express those needs to each other, but then yeah, fulfill them and, and hopefully create something even better than was, was there before when we were in isolation. So it's, I don't know, there's a lot of hope in that for, for me. And I'm kind of talking in circles, but, Something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the circles you talk in. <laughs> so I, I, I just wanted to expand the sync a little bit more. Yeah. Because the song, the band is called Dream Date, which made me think about when it's, mm. it's, it's sort of a, a, a riff on dating, right? But it made me think about today's date being a dream date. So I'm just, yeah. I wanted to, because today is March 29th, 2020. I don't know. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what this day means for most people because most people haven't even finished it yet. Uh, We certainly haven't. And so there's that. But it also made me think about uh, today's every day. The the app generates a pop oracle song of the day for everyone. So like you can ask a question and Uh, get your answer like you just did, or you could. But then but then every day, like I said. But then every day the app generates one song for everyone and then it gets sent out to the front page of the Radio 8 Ball website and also is uh, embedded in the app. So once you go through the whole process of asking your question and go on to more, you can see that and some other links and stuff. But uh, today's Pop Oracle song of the day is happens to be by your traveling uh companion and label mate crime think label mate uh chris sand and his song baby houdini which you and it's actually not that amazing sam man's been on the show so many times over the years of the 2000 songs in it i'd say that like 
close to like 80 of them, 70 or 80 of them are his. So it makes sense. The more you're in the app, the more likely your songs are going to be to come up. Still, it is interesting that it has come up, uh, that it came up for your question. And I was curious, do you, first of all, do you have any relationship to Sandman's song, Baby Houdini? Are you Baby familiar Houdini. with that song? I don't know. Do I know that one? I, there's so many Sandman songs. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I can remember that. <laughs> One. Well, I'll put, I play, I'll put it on at the beginning of this episode, so you'll, when you listen back, you'll, you will hear it. And it's a great song about, uh, about a, a difficult birth that turned out well. And sort of like the idea is that the baby is the baby Houdini who's able to escape, uh, you know, wow, at yeah. a time when it doesn't look likely. And so, I don't know, just thinking of all of that, of dream date, of this date, of baby Houdini, which is about a birthday. Um, It all seems really, really optimistic. And I know it's like, it's maybe that's just, and you could also say this is, we're still living in the dream. Like we don't, the reality hasn't hit us yet of what we're dealing with. And so on that level, you know, it's like enjoying the breath while you can. And let's hope that it's, that it's not as bad as the worst case scenarios, and that this is an opportunity that makes us appreciate life as if it was as precious as it should be all the time. And if it isn't, then still let's appreciate it because even more so, right? Right, right, Um, definitely. Yeah, so I just, that's that's all the stuff that came rushing at me when I was thinking about this song as the answer to your question, which is a great question and I think speaks to uh, the sustainability I hope we're all focusing on. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that is wild. I, I got to check out that song. I'm, I wonder what album that's on. Is, is, is he, well, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. He played it live. If you go, actually, if you go to the, if you go to the Radio 8 Ball website yeah. uh, until midnight or 1 a.m. tomorrow, uh, you can find that. Cool. And, cool. Uh, and of course, like I said, I, all listeners, the listeners will be able to hear it in the, you know, at the beginning of the show. Uh-huh. So yeah, before I let you go, you want to tell us, so you, you, you perform under the name Breakaway. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Which yeah. is funny because that's the first, uh, just an, a fun synchronicity for me, my first gigs as a, a, a performing artist, performing under my own name. I, it's a quick digression, but for the first year I was performing live, I was under 21 and living in Los Angeles. So I performed under the name that was on my fake ID. So the first year of my performing life, I performed under the name John Norman. But my first gig performing under my own name as a professional musician was at a place called The Breakaway in uh, in Los An- in Santa Monica, California. So the, that, the music that's... was called Breakaway? Well, the band, no, the, the venue was called The Breakaway. Oh, wow. The Breakaway. Uh, cool. Oh, yeah, wow, wow. That, That's so funny. It was a gig <laughs> opening for Xine Cervenka of the band X and Tony Gilkison, and I felt very cool. Wow. Anyway. Incredible. So, uh, yeah, so tell us, wh- wh- where can we find out more about Breakaway? I'll, I'll of course, uh, provide links in the show notes. But... Oh, cool. Well, yeah, let's see. Breakaway, um, I've got all of the, let's see, there's been five Breakaway albums since 2012. And they are all on Bandcamp, which is breakawaybreakaway.bandcamp.com. So that's just like two breakaways, bandcamp.com. They're on there. I, I think there's probably a few, a few songs on soundcloud.com slash breakawayalive. Um, so that's where it is. I mean, it's on Spotify, too. There's also some other bands with that name, which is not anywhere near my music. So that's funny. And so don't. My oh, so yeah, Spotify it is there and then iTunes too. But follow the links in our show notes to get the real breakaway. Yeah, basically, totally. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and now. Would you mind, so what I've been doing is I've been recording my question and making it available yeah. to our Patreon users. Would you mind sticking oh, around okay. for a little bit and recording a I'm bonus down, episode? Yeah. Good. And just uh, so the page, so people know, I know that, uh, that 
people are having a lot of financial hardship right now. And that's it, it. We had planned to start off this Patreon Patreon campaign and make the bonus episodes available to people who subscribed. And our base level is eight dollars because we're all about eight. But uh, I reset a lower tier for just a one dollar tier so that people who do want to follow along with us don't have to take any kind of financial hit. Of course, if you're doing well, give a little bit more. I'm using all the money we raised the Patreon campaign to hire uh, basically out of work musicians to do projects for me, online projects and things for Radio 8 Ball and help people, you know, just make a little bit, you know, pay a bill here or there. So uh, I hope you do follow along with that. And thank you very much. Uh, I'm, I, I've been thinking of you as Frozef for f- yeah. 15 years, but thank All you right. very much, Joe, for being, a, for, for doing this. Amazing. Thank you so much. It's been great. Thanks for joining this episode of Radio 8 Ball Season 3, The Appening, with our guest Joe Kujava of Breakaway, formerly Frozef. If you like the show, you could help other people find us by rating and reviewing our show positively, especially on Apple Podcasts. I hope you'll want to hear the second half of our session and subscribe to our show on Patreon. As I said in the episode, we have made a $1 monthly Patreon available so you can follow along at a very minimal cost to yourself, if you so choose. In this week's bonus episode, Frozef and I talk about navigating prejudices around words like socialism, anarchism, and Jesus. Fun stuff! And finally, as if this episode wasn't long enough, I have included the entirety of the musical divination where Dream Date played Tour Song as the answer to a question from Natural Time visionary Eden Sky on Alternative Talk 1150 AM in Seattle on December 21st, 2007. And let's just be clear, you're about to be taken back in time to the winter solstice of 2007 with Eden Sky, who worked with... Dr. Jose Arguez, and was uh, a big proponent of a lot of the deep thinking around the whole 2012 phenomenon, and it really is something to listen to now in the context of where we are and, uh, well, maybe what that has to tell us about, uh, well, everything? (laughs) I really don't know. But I hope you enjoy it. And with that, I'm out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. Often described as a cross between James Taylor and Lenny Bruce, Shmushkin is a mysterious folk icon who calls what he does women's music. Listen as he delivers his audacious peans to the goddess with one of the sweetest voices you'll ever hear. Currently living in exile, Shmushkin can be heard at www.myspace.com slash shmushkin. Please do your part to make America safe for Schmushkin, and one day he will return. Aeon. New Year's Eve costume ball. This New Year's Eve, surround yourself in exquisite original artwork and melt into the music which carries you through multiple rooms of decadent mystery. Aeon at Capitol Hill Arts Center on 12th and Pine in Seattle. Who knows what the new year will bring? We do. Aeon. www.infiniteconnections.org.
The Art of Constructive Living is alive and well on The Gary Mann Show, Tuesdays at noon. It's your personal power lunch with a variety of experts serving up fresh ideas to take you from where you are in life to where you want to be. Sit down to a banquet for your brain, and I'll pick up the check. Join me every Tuesday at noon for The Gary Mann Show, right here on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. Tune in to Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair every Monday at noon. Talk radio to inspire, inform, and stimulate. Bringing you enlightening conversations with authors, creatives, innovative business and health professionals, and ordinary people leading extraordinary lives. Sharing their expertise and life stories. Making a difference one word at a time. Pull up a chair and join us Mondays at noon for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Check Vicki's guest schedule at conversationslive.net. This is Sandman the Rapping Cowboy. And Radio 8 Ball taught me to ride bull. Eleven fifty KKNW dot com. Your connection to Alternative Talk. Eleven fifty AM. And welcome back to Radio Eight Ball, where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those songs as the answers to the questions. I'm your host Andras Jones here with the band Dream Date from San Francisco, Berkeley, really, right? Oakland. Oakland, I'm sorry. <laughs> from Oakland. You don't want to get mixed mix that one up. And on the line uh, from Portland, Oregon, we have, <laughs> I, I think that's right, we have our regular contributing guest, one of our favorite people, natural time visionary, Eden Sky. Welcome to back to Radio 8 Ball, Eden. Greetings, Andres. Thank you for having me back on the Radio 8 Ball. And as you mentioned, today is the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. And today is rather auspicious because it marks the five-year countdown until December solstice 2012, which I'm sure many people have heard about as it's the sort of legendary end of the Mayan Great Cycle. And I think it's gotten, there's quite a buzz around 2012 these days. And so we're, as of today, exactly five years away from that point, five, five cycles around the sun. Um, and, you know, 2012, I'm sure as a lot of people know by now, is, it's, it's understood as the completion of this current world era and a transition point into a new world age, a new era of consciousness. So like the time that we're in right now, these, this, this, this particular moment in the next five years is understood as the closing of the cycle or the road to 2012, or the Hopi call it uh, the time of great purification. And I really feel like the signs of that are absolutely everywhere, both inside myself and um, everywhere I look, and all of the uh, world systems and just the dynamics um, that are playing out in the world scene. And the thing that I um, think is interesting is uh, Dr. Jose Arguez, he talks about the great Mayan cycle in terms of being a map of history, because if, um, if you look at it um, from the perspective that it's a 5,125-year cycle, it started in 3113 B.C., which corresponds really precisely with, with the beginning of recorded history and civilization in Sumeria and Mesopotamia. So he talks about how what we're experiencing right now is like the wave, a culmination wave of the last 5,000 years of history. And I find that really relevant myself when I contemplate how intense everything is and how um, really, you know, a lot of times I contemplate this sort of what I call systemic corruption um, <laughs> that I see in, in, the, in the global system um, and, and the way everything feels so kind of rigged, you know, in terms of um, unsustainable and materialist and toxic and um, sort of insane, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so for, for me, um, for me, when I recognize that we're in this huge cycle that these ancient um, people have marked for us, it gives me this feeling that there's like a cosmic context for all that's playing out right now, um, and it helps me not get not get sucked into like um, fear of, of where you know. Not that we aren't in, a, we are definitely in a state of planetary crisis, but it helps me understand that this 
the crisis is like right on schedule, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> we were so, just talking about that off off air. Like uh-huh. being when you're in tune with the natural rhythms, it makes the stuff that the dramas that come up in your own life seem more in context and more like, oh yeah, I'm exactly where I should be, even if it's you know breaking my leg or yeah, ending a relationship well, or something. Yeah, and you know, I really, I really feel that um, really that there's that humanity is really in a deep healing process right now, whether it's, you know, deep childhood wounds, the traumas, dysfunctions, that there's this incredible healing, cleansing, um, reclaiming of the shadow energies. Like, there's just so much to work out in this process of of what does it mean to actually be functional um, and to be be whole. And and as well as in the the larger picture of, um, you know, the iniquities and just the the sort of... um, you know, just like the way the way I perceive it, based on studying these prophecies the last twelve years and just taking all of it all of it in, it really really it's like right now we're in this like in between time, because the old world that's like founded on you know greed and fear and ignorance is like it's it's in the process of dying, but it still in a lot of ways looks like it's very much alive, but it's actually you know from a larger perspective it is dying out. And yet there's this new world that's like simultaneously kind of emerging from our hearts and our minds and our spirits, but it hasn't necessarily actualized all the way in this third dimension because there's still, the old world is still dying and there's sort of this, this conflict or this, con, this conflicting interest. It's kind of a confusing time. Um, and I think, that, um, I think that what's important is for those of us that have the awareness that we're in this cycle that we um, we really take the responsibility of like holding the vision, holding the intention, holding that like pioneering spirit to endure, you know, as the cycle continues to close, and uh, you know, like 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 focus on that which hasn't actualized yet, but we know is is to come. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so um, so tie this into now you. Tie this into the natural time calendar that you work with. Well, you know, the, the, the calendar that we work with is a 13-month calendar, and it's all based on the work of Dr. Jose Arguez. And it, the, the whole calendar is in service and is focused on aligning our vibration and our, our mind and our, our sense of time with nature, with the galaxy, with the universe, so that we can be these um, be in phase that we can we can be in in sync um, rather than be in this kind of man-made artificial world, which is which really the old world is perfectly represented in the sort of the Gregorian calendar, the mechanical clock, in the sense that time is money, and you all have to just work, work, work to pay your bill. Like Jose says, you know, that human beings are the only species that um, pays to be born, pays to live, and pays to die. You know, we're the we're the only species. You know, it's like the the whole thing is just set up on this this like this premise. And so, um, so the the calendar is all is all focused on um, tuning us in or aligning us so that we can um, meet this synchronization with. He actually calls it galactic synchronization, like in 2013, which he refers to as a cycle of post history, like. Basically, you know, basically pioneering a new culture that's in harmony with nature. Um, and that's, that's actually what my question is to the eight ball. Great. This is a good time. Um, my question is, I want to ask how we can continue to awaken our faculties as agents of a new culture, as agents of a new world, um, how we can continue to awaken our faculties. Okay. Um... Now, would you pick a number between one and seven? Yeah, I'd like three, please. Okay, song number three from Dream Date. Open roads and tour bands showed extraordinary things And don't forget the boys to separate the girls that sing And try to catch his eye or steal a smile Cause there's nothing but mountains for a while Forgetting about what's back home and 
not giving a muck Cause when I get back home I'm moving out and we're breaking up Cause now that I have seen and had all this How could I be excited for one kiss And I was waiting the name of that song dream date that song's called tour song tour song <laughs> yeah <laughs> the answer to eden's question how to continue to awaken how can we continue to awaken our faculty so that we can be agents of a new world is that correct mm-hmm. Um, so, Eden, what did you think I, about? I don't know. Why don't you start? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I thought there was some great. That was a. That was. I, I, it was a little hard for me to hear, to be honest. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, follow your lead. Okay. Well, first, I'll, I'll t- toss it over here to Dream Date to the Dream Daters. Um, <laughs> ha, um, who who's uh, who penned that song? I penned that one. Okay. So, <laughs> Anna. <laughs> Anna. So, Anna, can you? See how that might answer a question, or maybe give us some insight into what you were thinking when okay. you wrote the song. I think I might need that question dumbed down a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, what do we need to learn to be a positive force towards making things better? Oh, Is that okay. about right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, this song um, I wrote um, when we were on tour last year, which we also stopped through the Radio 8 Ball. Yeah. And it's basically about. Um, uh, it's basically about being on the road and seeing new opportunities and falling in love, kind of because tour is this like magical place where you get to do what you want to do and see different people everywhere you go, different town every night, and it's sort of just like a fantasy world that you can be a different person every night. And so it was just sort of an ode to the fact that I fell in love on that last tour, and when I came home, I moved out, and mm-hmm. I changed my life all, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and I think there's there's some great stuff there. Um, what was that, the, the line, the first, what's the first verse? It's open roads and tour vans towed, extraordinary things. Don't forget the boys to separate the girls that sing. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, because you, yeah. you guys both crush on the same guy? <laughs> well, we had been on tour together with all girls before we started this tour with boys. Uh-huh. And we were going crazy and fighting each other and, like, you know, getting all stressed out. But then when we had boys around, it sort of separated us from each other so that's a good thing we were able to uh, concentrate on boys more than our problems (laughs) well so I mean there's obviously a thing about there about um, balancing masculine and feminine energies that like there's something positive there Um, I like the idea about you know and this is really I mean both these songs in certain ways are about sort of uh the feminine busting out in a way like you you know you get to be out there and be the rock star and then it was sort of there in the in the first song in Ye Ming's song um you know that she's getting ready to go out and do her own thing too mm-hmm. and so that you know th- that might be uh mm-hmm. you know there might be something there i this the the line about nothing but mountains for a while um seemed to be you know it's like that it's just you know that getting ready for there to be not so much human society mm. um, it might be uh, something that we could yeah. awaken to. Mm. Um, I've actually kind of been struck by something yeah? with it, actually, because we were just discussing it. I'm not too in tune with, like, cosmic or or the uh, solstice. I, we were just talking that, about that in the break and then bringing up our songs. Our, our band's totally, like, love songs and real personal, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of struck by the fact that, like, maybe just our songwriting in general, like how to 
tune in more to like humanity and what we need to do because I'm real stuck in my own head like with mm. my own personal problems with boys I'm not looking I'm not in tune with like I need change I need to like mm-hmm. get more involved in like bettering you know humanity I'm real stuck and I'm probably like a lot of people I'm stuck in my own head about like my own personal problems which might be kind of an interesting but what's interesting here is that you were finding that your exploration exploration of your personal world is sort of a microcosm of stuff that's going on in the large world I think that's one of the things that that's inherent in what Eden's trying to Mm -hmm. uh, spread the word that she's trying to spread which is that you were in rhythm with time regardless yeah. It's just when you have when you bring consciousness to it, it mm-hmm. gets easier. There's yeah. less struggle with it. Um, you know, so I just uh, actually I'll, I'll, there, there's some there's a bunch more here, but I want to I, I want to bring Eden into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you getting at? What are you getting out of this? Um, out of this now, Eden? Yeah, I just I was really. Are you still there? Yeah. Sorry, I was really excited about um, hearing what you were saying about I, I forget your name. Is it Anna? Yeah, Anna. About. Um, you know, just more into account, um, you know, the, sort of a larger picture. And I, I think it's true what Andra said, that this microcosm and the macrocosm, that they are, you know, reflections. And so if we really do go deep with our personal process, we're ultimately, you know, but there's, there's, there's just those two sides to it. It was just really exciting to hear you, to hear you say that, because I know for myself, I'm just, I'm probably maybe too much focused on that, on <laughs> the larger <laughs> picture and humanity and, and 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 what's what's really happening and and um, but I just I was just really inspired to hear you to hear you say that. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have a lot to like. I had a little bit of trouble hearing the song. There's so. one other line I want to share with you, which I okay. think is perfect. I mean, it's the line that they came back to a couple times. After all this, how could I be excited by one kiss? Mm. And sort of like once you you know sort of af- once you've tasted real reality. Uh, maybe you're not going to want to come back. I mean, as much there are some wonderful trappings of our society, right? And mm-hmm. they they make it very safe. It's like a relationship that's it's safe. You know what it is. You know, mm-hmm. he does this thing, I do that thing, and we make it work. And it's you know, and we don't have to worry about sleeping alone. But once you've experienced freedom, maybe you don't. Maybe it, you don't have to. You know, you aren't. You are forgetting about what's back home, and you are, you know, you go, go back and you look at it, and you're like, wow, my room was so tiny. How did I live there? How did I breathe <laughs> there? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I think that might be, you know, when you're asked how, how to continue awakening our faculties so that we can be agents of a new world, it's we're not doing it because we want to make, because we want to make a new world because we're, we're, we're some, you know, wonderfully you know, uh, we're messiahs or something, mm-hmm. that, but because we, because we need it. Because mm-hmm. once we've tasted more, that just isn't, a, isn't, even, isn't even appetizing anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like, it's like the spiral of evolution that we're, where it's going, and we've been in this, like, cycle of materialism, you know, that's just been, we've, we've just gone, we've gone nuts with it, really, you know? And it's like kind of playing itself out. So it's like, it's just inevitable that we're, that we're waking up out of that into this new world. Yeah, so it's like what we need to do is continue to train our our taste for yeah. reality as mm-hmm. you know beyond, and that's sort of what I'm doing. I'm doing my my yearly solstice fast. We mm-hmm. haven't, um, and um, and that's part of it. Taking out the things that I use to distract myself from tasting what's there when I'm not tasting anything. Mm. You know, we have someone else who has an idea. Albert, uh, there's an old aphorism that I think applies here. It's you can't. You can't live live with being poor after you've seen all the riches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so true that. <laughs> um, and in this case, it, it's sort of like a, a wonderful paradox because it's more like you can't live with being rich once you've tasted nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the radio wave.